and welcome to Newsnight. I am Ladi Akiri Doluale. Thanks for joining us today. Nigeria's Navy participated in the recovery of illegally bunkered petroleum products worth over 3.7 billion naira in the last two weeks alone within the country. The naval authorities, however, are worried that the amount of oil said to be stolen, ranging from 20 to 20,000 barrels a day, is a gross distortion of facts, as production losses due to other factors like force majeures are said to be included in those figures. My guest on the program today also says there's a high level of synergy between security forces to combat insurgency and terrorism. Newsnight talks to Nigeria's 21st Indigenous Chief of the Naval Staff, Vice Admiral Awal Zuberu Gambo. Admiral Gambo, thank you for your time. Welcome. Thank you, Mr. Ali. Let's, uh, let's begin with uh, fairly, a fairly general point, which is the, the link between the Navy and the other security forces uh, in tackling uh, Nigeria's security issues. We have heard so much about the need for interagency or interforce cooperation. What is that like now? Um, I will say all over the world, it is a known fact that no organization or agency has proven itself completely capable of um, addressing crimes uh, such as terrorism and insurgency alone, which um, currently is subsisting you know, within the political space of our great country. And therefore, this means that um, efficient security could only be realized through collective efforts rather than by individual agencies acting independently. Uh, of course, to this effect, um, uh, within the context of uh, military aid to uh, civil authority and uh, civil power, the Nigerian Navy collaborates with sister services and other uh, security agencies uh, on various fronts in tackling insecurity uh, in Nigeria. Of course, it is noteworthy that um, the Nigerian Navy also instituted uh, interagency cooperation as one of uh, its transformation plan uh, 2021 to 2030. Uh, in it, uh, the interagency engagement uh, fosters shared vision on accomplishment of maritime security um, tax, and of course, information sharing, uh, leading to successful arrests and uh, prosecutions in our operations. I must say that one of the uh, positive outcomes of, of such corporations uh, we have with um, sister services and other uh, security agencies is the launch of the, the harmonized standard operating procedure on arrest, detention, and uh, prosecution of vessels and persons uh, in Nigeria's uh, maritime environment, uh, which was launched uh, in January 2017. And these documents streamlined and harmonized procedures of relevant agencies uh, on the issues of handling of exhibits and uh, suspects of maritime crimes. Uh, further to it, 
of course, considering that uh, a prosecution of uh, maritime offenses involves uh, several agencies, the enactment of uh, the suppression of piracy and other maritime offenses uh, act of uh, 2019, launched by this current government again, uh, uh, became necessary as a unifying document. Uh, of course, like you know, is there in the public space uh, notable conviction using this uh, document uh, was the prosecution of 10 pirates that were sentenced by High Court in Lagos to 12 years imprisonment uh, in July last year, uh, 2021 um, precisely. So on and on and of course, as crimes keep evolving and you know with their dynamics, you know, strategies and uh, enabling laws will keep, uh, you know, being uh, um, amended to fit the situation that subsists. The Navy is um, one that uh, most Nigerians don't hear too much about, um, possibly because, of course, your area of operation is where most Nigerians hardly ever go. Um, and uh, therefore, one has to uh, bring up the issue of uh, equipment and personnel. Uh, what's the status of equipment and personnel? And I ask this question because um, so many times people talk about the fact that, oh, the armed forces can do more if they were better equipped or if they had more uh, personnel. And so what's, what's the situation with the Navy? Well, uh, thank you very much. Um, with regards to uh, equipping the Nigerian Navy to uh, to actualize its constitutional mandate, um, I would like to first of all uh, appreciate the uncommon support of uh, Mr. President, uh, the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces uh, of the Federal Republic, uh, Mahmoud Ubari, Grand Commander of the Federal Republic, through fleet recapitalization, uh, support he has given, which um, uh, led to the acquisition of several vessels, um, even including um, air assets uh, for the Nigerian Navy. Uh, in particular, uh, last year, 2021, the Nigerian Navy took delivery of one hydrographic um, survey ship, which was christened the Nigerian Navy ship Lana. Uh, as I speak, uh, it is currently surveying Nigeria's offshore waters uh, using state-of-the-art um, survey equipment uh, born on board the ship. You know, uh, uh, this survey uh, that is being carried out is um, positioning the Nigerian Navy in support of um, federal government's um, commitment towards a sustainable uh, development of its uh, blue economy, which as it is, uh, is the future of the world. All littorals will leverage in the future on the blue economy. Again, in uh, May this year, the Nigerian Navy also took delivery of a new landing ship transport uh, of 100 meter in length, uh, also christened NLS Kada, crocodile in Hausa language. Yes, uh, it is inducted uh, into the fleet and it has enhanced uh, deterrence against uh, maritime crimes, in addition to, of course, its unique role in support of uh, uh, non-kinetic um, operation. 
Here, it could serve as a hospital ship when equipped with such. It could deliver humanitarian assistance to any country around the globe, and so on and so forth. Uh, particularly uh, in support of uh, you know, uh, uh, peace enforcement and uh, peacekeeping operation, on the 6th of this month, uh, the landing ship uh, uh, transportation embarked on its first official trip with military hardware and uh, logistics for the Nigerian um, contingent that are deployed to uh, the ECOWAS stabilization support mission at uh, Guinea-Bissau. Um, as we speak, Ellen uh, Escada just returned um, from her voyage um, and she's battered in, in, in Lagos. And of course, uh, in furtherance of these um, acquisitions, um, other initiated efforts are ongoing for the construction of uh, two high endurance uh, offshore patrol vessels, which Mr. President approved la last year, August. Uh, very soon, uh, by early September, we will be going to Turkey, the Asan shipyard, uh, for launching of the kill officially, you know, which flags off the building of the ship uh, for Nigeria. We also have a fast um, attack crafts of, and then unmanned area vehicles, uh, which are expected in country uh, by the end of the year. Of course, I must not fail to also mention that um, uh, the Nigerian Navy indigenous uh, shipbuilding endeavor, uh, which uh, commenced in, 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 20, um, in 2007 precisely, yes, uh, this has equally yielded dividend with the construction of three seaward defense uh, boats of 43 uh, uh, meters in length. Uh, namely, we have um, NNS uh, Andoni, we have um, NNS Karadua, and uh, the third is uh, NNS Oji, which was commissioned among other platforms by Mr. President on 9th um, uh, December uh, 2021. Yes, and um, as we speak currently, uh, during the same event, he also led the queue for the construction of the fourth and the fifth um, offshore, I mean, seaward defense boat, which is likely going to be pitched on um, 45 meters. And um, um, we hope that will also be delivered uh, in good time. So the indigenous shipbuilding effort by the Nigerian uh, uh, Navy uh, dockyard is uh, really gaining uh, uh, attraction and, of course, patronage by some of our uh, neighbors within um, ECOWAS and ECAS. Another challenge, um, of course, is the uh, uh, we face, uh, you know, with the dynamics of, you know, the reality of uh, the current time, is uh, the habit of uh, disseminating unconfirmed and uh, uh, uncomplimentary uh, statements, either uh, due to misinformation or, or, or mischievous uh, intentions, you know, regarding our operations. You know, for example, there have been uh, uh, conflicting publications from various sources attributing uh, oil losses to, to oil theft, which is blamed on uh, inadequate um, security uh, casting as passion on, on on security agencies and all that, uh, you know, in as much as um, 
there is no perfect system. Uh, the phenomenon of uh, crude oil theft and um, crude uh, losses uh, must be properly uh, deconflicted in order to prefer uh, lasting solutions uh, uh, to the minase, which uh, is currently uh, bedeviling you know, our economic resource. Uh, here, we need to, to understand the differences uh, between oil theft and, of course, oil loss. Uh, in this case, while oil theft is uh, siphoning crude oil from vandalized pipes uh, into berges, uh, you know, oil losses occur when there is uh, non-production, especially during shut-ins and force majeures, as the federal government does not earn uh, the desired revenue it should. You know, uh, uh, losses also occur as a result of uh, uh, metering errors you know, on the operating uh, platforms um, as read. But however, the, the, the volume of crude uh, oil shot in from, uh, uh, from non-production uh, are often added to figures for oil theft instead of uh, declaring them as um, oil losses, which should not be. You know, some sources also claim that uh, you know, about uh, 20,000 uh, to 200,000 barrels per day are being considered, uh, you know, as stolen. Uh, most of these claims uh, are, are definitely outrageous and they're unrealistic, you know. Well, let us even uh, briefly analyze uh, uh, this. Uh, like, for instance, 100,000 barrels of crude oil is equivalent to 15,800,000 liters of crude oil, which will require a five-ton barge making 3,160 trips per day to convey uh, this product out of the creek. How do you pass, you know, the estuaries with this? Because uh, 3,000 times a day. Oh, yes. So let's assume now you even, you know, have many barges because of, uh, you know, the time required to carry out this product. That means you'll entirely close the, you know, navigable waters, heading out to sea through the estuaries to embark them or to transship them into a mother vessel that will, you know, eventually take them out of the country. Of course, uh, this is most unlikely uh, uh, concerning the, uh, uh, the heightened presence of security agencies in, in the maritime environment as well as um, uh, the launch of, uh, you know, the subsisting operation uh, Dr. Dabarao uh, by the Nigerian Navy, uh, including, of course, the deployment of the maritime domain uh, awareness facilities, like the Falcon Eye, you know. These facilities have, in the last uh, four weeks, detected a number of vessels attempting to load cool oil and liquefied natural gas within, you know, uh, offshore terminals without necessary documentation and, of course, approval from uh, relevant authorities like the NNPC. It is after such uh, vessels have been uh, arrested that an updated list uh, with such vessels' name is uh, forwarded to the Navy uh, to effect a release when they are duly programmed you know, to load uh, any of these uh, liquids within our, our maritime domain. Some incidences uh, that had occurred 
in the past four weeks to five weeks uh, include the, the, the apprehension or arrest of MTV Vit Arabia, which is uh, an LNG uh, a super tanker, uh, which entered the, the, the country on the 12th of, of July to load liquefied natural gas in Boni uh, without uh, relevant documents. And of course, we had uh, uh, the MT Trinity Arrow, uh, which was also arrested for entering without necessary approval and clearance to load LNG on the 12th of July also. The letters, of course, uh, uh, which is in the you know, uh, public space is a, a, a super tanker, empty heroic Eden, uh, which is a 336 meters long and uh, 60 meters uh, uh, wide breadth. Imagine, a yeah, a very massive ship. Imagine the size of a, a, a three football field and one third of it. You know, which was meant, uh, uh, of, like I said, of course, it has the capacity of, uh, of carrying three million barrels. It entered uh, into the, the space in Apple Field on the, on the 8th of August, or rather 7th of August, and was, was accosted on the 8th of August, while attempting to proceed to the uh, single boy uh, mooring uh, at the oil, Apple Oil Field, of course, in Boni, without approval. And she refused to respond to instructions from uh, uh, the Nigerian Navy ship, uh, which you know was interrogating her, and then of course subsequently prevented preventing her from uh, the loading process which she intended to to undertook. Of course, the the ship uh, subsequently proceeded towards uh, uh, Nigeria's Atomi Joint Development Zone, and raised false piracy uh, incident. Uh, indicative of our encounter with the uh, with the Nigerian Navy ship that was NNS Gongola anyway. It was accusing. Yeah, now accusing, knowing clearly that its interaction was with a Nigerian uh, Navy man of war. So of course the ship was uh, eventually arrested on the 10th uh, of August at Ekutura, Guinea, uh, through the the activation of uh, the collective arrangement of uh, Nigeria with its neighbors, you know, uh, which of course the Equatorial Guinea is part of. She's part of the the, the Gulf of Guinea uh, maritime area. As I speak, um, arrangements are, are in progress to hand over uh, to the Nigerian Navy to conduct an in-depth investigation to unearth uh, actions of the vessel in order to ensure a more transparent vessel nomination process for, for crude oil and, of course, uh, liquefied gas uh, loading uh, procedures at uh, various uh, terminals offshore within the Nigerian Navy hydrocarbon architecture. This, is, this of course, uh, this heroic Eden uh, is uh, its capture or its uh, inter interception was one of the successes of uh, Falcon Eye, because uh, Equatorial Guinea otherwise would not have had the capacity uh, to in intercept this, uh, if not for the fact that uh, the Nigerian Navy was able to provide it with information in, in real time for this purpose. Of course, uh, the um, uh, Captain David, which was the, which was the, which is the um, Equatorial Guinean uh, naval uh, warship that interdicted uh, was was uh, you know led 
by the Falcon Eye uh, MDA onto the objective area where uh, MT Heroic Aden was heading and of course successfully arrested. They are not seeing what is happening, but you know, they have the equipped electronic chart and the paper charts and all that. And so uh, through the Falcon Eye facility here, they were led to the position where Heroic Aden is and um, of course, she was subsequently arrested. As we speak, they are answering for infraction on the maritime laws of Equatorial Guinea. And of course, when they subsequently come here, they will tell us why they came within a maritime space. And not only that, uh, try to indict us by raising false alarm on piracy. But I must put on note that um, through the uh, reporting networks of uh, um, uh, piracy incidents around the world, um, we were able to speak with the International Maritime Bureau to discountenance that particular incident as null because Heroic Aiden positively identified NNS Gongola as a Nigerian Navy warship, you know, that had directed it earlier to proceed to Anchorage until when she is due for loading, if at all she's even nominated. Because by the subsequent uh, nomination of her to lead, to, to lift um, uh, crude oil uh, at uh, Apple oil field, she was supposed to commence on the 17th of August. And which then, was not, which, which was not yet time at which all. Which was not yet time, and she was not supposed to be there. And she was supposed to be loading just a little below one million barrel. And here she is with the capacity of uh, a, a, a three million barrel. So the intent, we are convinced the intent to steal illegally or to steal Nigerian crude is very, very eminent, which was of course exemplified by her running away while being asked to proceed to Anchorage in Aramboni. And, and, and instead of admitting that it was being chased by the Nigerian Navy, trying to uh, uh, say it was being accosted by pirates. Yes, of course. This, this speaks to uh, the importance of information. And yes. part, of, uh, part of what uh, brings information, of course, is intelligence gathering, intelligence yes. assets. And that brings me to naval intelligence. Many people do not know that the Navy has its own intelligence arm. Uh, and, uh, and from what I've seen and from those that I've spoken to, it's a very highly effective arm uh, of, of the Nigerian Navy. What can you tell us about this uh, naval intelligence and how it contributes uh, to helping the Navy uh, perform its own tasks of uh, uh, combating security challenges? Of course, uh, the Nigerian Navy has no alternative than to leverage on technology. For example, you know, the Nigerian maritime domain is vast. Here we are talking about 84,000 square nautical miles, which is approximately 5 million kilometers wide. That's a lot. It's a lot. So how many platforms will you deploy to cover this space? And of course, it also extends to, to the Gulf of Guinea, uh, covering an exclusive economy zone of, uh, of about five 174,800 square kilometers. 
which is about 10 million kilometers here we're speaking. So gleaning from uh, this vast area of uh, maritime environment, um, uh, Nigerian vessels cannot be everywhere. Hence, of course, the importance of, uh, of, uh, of intelligence, which, of course, uh, the Falcon Eye is part of that infrastructure. And of course, intelligence, like you know, is key in every uh, of our operation, and uh, it is also an important uh, uh, tool in the fight against uh, various crimes, including uh, terrorism and the insurgency, which you know now currently subsists. Of course, not only in Nigeria, across the globe. So, considering the limited resources, and of course. Uh, the need to meet operational uh, mandates uh, within our maritime uh, domain. Um, uh, Nigerian Navy uh, uh, patrols and operations generally are intelligence driven for effective results as well as um, to save uh, cost on, on logistics. In addition to, to human intelligence, um, uh, amongst others, uh, the Nigerian Navy, uh, you know, seriously leverage on, uh, on, on technology, like I said earlier, you know, as the maritime uh, domain awareness facilities as, uh, as veritable force multipliers. You know, uh, this has positively impacted uh, maritime security operations, um, leading to arrest of uh, numerous vessels that have violated, and of course, we still want to violate uh, our maritime laws, you know. Um, uh, further again, uh, 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 it enhances our revenue generation uh, for the well-being of Nigerians and the uh, socio-economic development of, you know, of the nation, you know, uh, through that. Because if you have an intelligent infrastructure, it only means that you may not need to deploy capital vessels as many out there at sea. Imagine what the diesel uh, price is today. For example, the budget for uh, 2022 was pitched at 365 naira or thereabout, uh, you know, to the liter. Now we're heading almost a thousand naira or thereabout. I stand to be corrected, you know, for the cost of diesel. So we must optimize and judiciously use the resources available to us to achieve our constitutional mandate. Earlier this year, uh, I remember you uh, making a statement at an event where you said, and it brings me to the issue of interagency uh, support and collaboration that, look, yes, the Nigerian Navy arrests vessels and so on. Uh, and then because it is not a prosecuting agency, it's supposed to hand over these vessels uh, to the prosecuting agencies yeah. along with whoever has been arrested and so on. Mm -hmm. But that you find that uh, the Nigerian Navy still has to keep custody That's of good. many of these uh, 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 vessels and so on at additional cost to it. Uh, that gave the impression that maybe sometimes, you know, the, the Navy doesn't quite get uh, as much of the support as it should get in, you know, in helping to tackle uh, these security challenges, particularly when it comes to things like bunkering and oil theft and, 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 and so on. Is that, is, is that indeed the case? Well, um, you are absolutely right. You know, in the, in the conduct of our statutory uh, enforcement and the maritime policy rules, um, the Nigerian Navy arrests numerous criminals for committing infractions within 
you know, our maritime um, uh, domain. However, unlike other law enforcement agencies with uh, uh, prosecuting um, uh, rights, uh, we cannot prosecute offenders, or we are not permitted to prosecute uh, uh, maritime suspects um, uh, in, in civil in civil courts. So, to that effect, um, the Nigerian Navy ha has lost many cases, many cases on arrested vessels due to uh, non-diligent uh, prosecution, but because we have the exhibits. And in keeping the exhibit, it costs us huge logistics requirements, which are not budgeted for. Though, to that effect, we are in liaison with the Office of the Attorney General, so that when such vessels or maritime offenders are prosecuted, the proceeds of sales of crime, the Nigerian Navy should be beneficiary or part of it so that the resources we have used to make sure that those exhibits are safe and then uh, subsequently handed over or ceded to the Nigerian government, we benefit from that seizure or sales so that it will also enhance our operation. In addition, we, we, you, you find endless trial periods for, for maritime crimes, which lead to prolonged litigations and uh, uh, several abandoned vessels uh, you know, across the Nigerian Navy bases. Of course, like I said, it costs money to maintain those assets, because sometimes, by some dint of accident, some of those maritime offenders may go free based on technicalities in courts. And then you may be required to present those exhibits. So you cannot afford to, you know, to, to, to even lose a liter of either diesel or crude or condensate that are laden in those badges or containers which are under your custody. So the Office of the Attorney General is, you know, in sync with this and it's making effort to make sure that we are provisioned for to be able to take care of these um, assets before final prosecution. And of course, we are working to see how the Nigerian Navy can be allowed to prosecute uh, maritime offenders in court um, due to the obvious, which of course is we carry out the arrest and we know the, the exhibits during. When we come to uh, the Gulf of Guinea, which you've already talked about uh, when we're talking about uh, uh, the heroic uh, Eden vessel and a number of other vessels, um, this year there has been no incident in the Gulf of Guinea. And uh, looking at it on the surface, there will be those who will say, well, that speaks to better collaboration between the countries that are within the Gulf of Guinea and then outsiders uh, who are interested in the Gulf of Guinea because their vessels uh, also Commercial have to shipping. go. That's right. Now, uh, is it so? Is that the, is that the situation? Absolutely. The, here, the Nigerian Navy is uh, actively involved in uh, regional maritime and um, security uh, collaborative engagements um, under the auspices of the Yaoundé Architecture or Yaoundé Accord which was established in, in, in 2013, uh, which of course prioritizes uh, cooperation and uh, information uh, sharing between um, navies of uh, the economic uh, community of West African states and of course that of the economic community of, uh, of 
Central African states. Um, to this end, navies of Equa Zone E, which Nigeria belongs to, comprising uh, here we have Benin Republic, of course Nigeria, uh, Togo, and the Gendarmerie of uh, Nigeria Republic uh, endorsed a memorandum of uh, understanding to that effect. Uh, this signed uh, policy document uh, entails uh, the needed collaboration and pooling of resources for combined patrols um, and safety of the maritime uh, zone E uh, domain. Yes. Uh, similarly, uh, the Nigerian Navy has also sustained a permanent representation uh, with the deployment of Nigerian Navy personnel to the Multinational Maritime Coordination Center in uh, Benin Republic, as well as uh, the deployment of a Nigerian Navy uh, Rear Admiral to the ECOWAS Regional um, Maritime Security Center uh, in uh, Abidjan, Côte d'Ivoire, uh, called uh, Chris Mao. Uh, here, the, the Nigerian Navy also organizes international uh, maritime conferences and uh, regional maritime exercises, uh, which being partners, of course, in the Gulf of Guinea to discuss uh, contemporary uh, security issues. Uh, for example, the last was uh, from 30th to 31st of um, May this year in uh, River State to commemorate the sixth anniversary uh, uh, celebration of the Nigerian Navy. Uh, at the sidelines of the conference, um, a working document uh, named the uh, Portacourt uh, document was produced, uh, which is in furtherance of the African Union Peace Security uh, Council communique, uh, codenamed uh, 2012 of 23rd June last year, precisely, yes, uh, that authorizes a member states to to establish a regional maritime tax forces within an African waters. Uh, there, a decision was taken, I mean in Port Harcourt. Yes. Yes, by, by heads of African navies and uh, coast guards for a seven-nation uh, experts committee uh, comprising representatives of navies of um, Angola. We have the Cameroons, uh, we have Congo, uh, we have Ghana and uh, Nigeria. Uh, there, there is also Senegal and Togo uh, to review the uh, the document, which is the the Potako document. Yes, uh, uh, and uh, in order to allow wider circulation of the reviewed um, um, document before forwarding it to the, the African Union, um, as we speak. A physical meeting of 20-man experts is ongoing in Senegal to study uh, this particular uh, document. document. Yes, uh, this is, uh, of course, to enhance uh, adoption of practical modalities and roadmap for the establishment and operationalization of of the Gulf of Guinea uh, Maritime uh, Tax Force. I'm pleased, of course, to inform you that the Nigerian Navy is driving this process and the cooperation from uh, member nations is quite uh, encouraging. So uh, it will soon 
be consummated and then further necessary action will be taken at the EU level. The illegal bunkering phenomenon um, is something that the Navy has had to deal with, uh, particularly in the Niger Delta area, um, where you have uh, illegal refineries, you have people operating almost a parallel uh, commercial enterprise yeah. uh, to that uh, of the NNPC and to that of government. Uh, what, what is being done? What, 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 what's the Navy's role in that? How is the Navy attempting to tackle that? Well, in the, in the first place, um, it was uh, envisaged that the activities of uh, economic saboteurs and uh, uh, illegal oil bunkering um, um, activities will increase, uh, sequel to the reduction in piracy, as attested by the International Maritime Bureau. Of course, you know, on the 3rd of March, Nigeria was delisted from piracy-prone uh, countries. That was as a result of our filling the gap in that endeavor. That gave credence to that. And uh, because of that, um, uh, it necessitated the activation of Operation Dr. Barao, because we saw it coming, because the maritime offenders who want to lean or change to other form of crimes, you know, to continue to exist or to make an illegal means of, uh, of livelihood. So Operation Dr. Barao was launched on the, on the 1st of April this year. And uh, the operation uh, uh, focused on crushing uh, metal storage tanks constructed and uh, uh, located within the creeks. You can imagine over 3,000 creeks in the Niger Delta that are used to you know, store stolen crude oil and, uh, of course, uh, illegally refined uh, uh, AGO. Uh, the deactivation of, this, uh, of these sites are supported with a choke point management and control regime. Uh, which involves the deployment of armed personnel on houseboats, uh, which are stationed strategically around the river entrances and the estuaries within the creeks to arrest vessels, most especially wooden boats and barges, which are used to convey uh, uh, stolen uh, products to other larger vessels and, of course, subsequently out of you know our shores. Shores, yeah. Yes. So, in in addition to this. Uh, uh, the Nigerian Navy ships, uh, usually on patrol at sea, are supported by aerial surveillance and uh, the maritime domain awareness facilities to, to identify vessels illegally positioned to, to convey uh, uh, stolen uh, 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 products. I must put on record that a review of Operation Dr. Dabarao uh, in the last five months revealed over 216 illegal refining sites that were deactivated. Uh, we have over 2,920 metal storages and over 145 wooden boats that were destroyed during the period under, uh, under review. Of course, in addition, oil thieves were by implication denied 41,378,340 liters, which is equivalent to 266 or 60,241 barrels of crude oil. And regarding the AGO, yeah. we have 
747,830 liters of illegally refined AGO that were prosecuted. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, this has prevented over 27 billion naira from getting to undeserving individuals, which could, you know, be used to support criminals of all kinds in diverse ways. Though we are not yet there, but um, um, achievements record recorded thus far necessitates, um, you know, a review of the outrageous uh, quantities of published um, stolen uh, uh, crude oil. Honestly. And uh, that, that then brings me to something else. Uh, when many people see the Navy, we've been talking about the Gulf of Guinea, the creeks and maritime waters. Everybody expects the Navy in those areas. But uh, to evident surprise, the Navy is also involved in counterinsurgency uh, operations uh, in the north and so on, even though those areas largely you know, many parts of that, those areas don't have water. But uh, tell us a bit about that. What's the Navy doing in terms of uh, security operations in the North? Oh, that's a good one. You know, um, the naval personnel form part of the, you know, patrols and the clearance uh, teams in the operations in the Northeast, as well as uh, other parts of the North. And uh, they are performing uh, extremely well. Uh, in particular, um, at the Nigerian Navy uh, Special Boat Service uh, that conducts more daring and uh, uh, specific missions towards enhanced uh, uh, national security. Uh, they operate just like the United States uh, Navy SEALs. SEALs stand for sea, air, and land you know, operations, and uh, they are very potent. Uh, their presence at these theaters uh, of operation has been impactful and has uh, recorded um, a lot of successes. Uh, it also has a, a multiplier effect as averagely one Navy special uh, boat service operative is equal to 27 regular soldiers. Here I'm talking about the potency when well equipped well protected in terms of uh, personal protective equipment, the potency of one special boat service operative is equivalent to 27 soldiers or regular uh, naval uh, uh, personnel. And uh, furthermore, the, the Nigerian Navy established um, some units in, in the Northeast and the other parts of the North, which forms part of the security architecture in respective states that are located for enhanced uh, internal security operations in support of, uh, of land operations. Here we have uh, the naval base in Lake Chad, uh, which is you know, strongly uh, maritime in nature, though the, the Lake Chad basin is long overdue for, for revival so that it can link back to the Atlantic Ocean, which you know, is a story for another day, but I know the government is committed to ensuring that the Richard Basin is restored for the benefit of the countries that are in the Richard um, Basin. The Nigerian Navy also has a, a, a naval base in Lokoja, 
you know, uh, which provide uh, uh, presence, uh, you know, along uh, uh, Lake Chad, and of course the River Niger, uh, to deny criminals and um, a terrorists uh, freedom of action, uh, to explore the water bodies for uh, uh, nefarious activities. Like you know, um, Lokoja is a link. It's like an artery to over seven states, seven to ten states of the Federation. So the naval base uh, NNS Lugard is prominently located or strategically located to support operation both on land and the maritime waste to ensure that you know criminality is reduced to the barest minimum in that um, in that area or, or state generally. Uh, as we begin to wind this down, I, I want to ask you uh, this. What we've spoken about so far is very tempting. If you are an officer of the Navy and you capture a vessel that is carrying such huge quantities of various uh, products, there's the temptation that uh, you could be, uh, I don't know uh, the phrase to use, you, should, you, you, you could be... Compromised? Yes. Yeah. And, and I know that one of the things you said not too long after you resumed had to do with that, that you were going to have very uh, uh, no tolerance for corruption or corrupt officers and that you were going to flush them out. Uh, how much success do you, do you think you've had in that regard? Well, um, we're succeeding very well. Uh, first of all, is to change the psyche of the personnel that perhaps are compromised or that have the tendency to be compromised by taking care of their welfare, their accommodation needs, all the entitlements paid them, uniform requirements, and all that. And of course, to conscientize them on the needs to have a patriotic mindset towards their great nation. And I think we have gained a lot of traction on that. I can authoritatively tell you that I am convinced that over 90% of our personnel are screwed in, are whipped into line, and are ready to protect Nigeria from seaward, and of course, support the civil authorities, and of course, other sister services and uh, security agencies in making sure that our common patrimony at sea is not compromised. And of course, the security of the Nigerian state is equitable where our peoples live without fear of any violation by terrorists or, or insurgents as we are currently facing. Admiral Gabo, thank you so much for speaking with thank us. You. Thank, thank you for your time. Thank you. That's our program today. We would, of course, like to hear from you on the conversation. Our social media handles are right there on your screen. You can also listen to this and previous episodes of the program via our podcast. Please visit our website, channelstv.com forward slash podcast to get started. I am Ladi Akiri Duluale. Goodbye.